Hey everyone, welcome to Savage to Sage, where we explore the evolution of entrepreneurs. In this show, we hear from leaders on the challenges and breakthroughs that have shaped them on their journey toward becoming a sage. Everyone, welcome to the Savage to Sage podcast. Today, I have the honor of having Chanel Darby, who's the CEO, population health coach, and the business owner of Choice Wellness Company. Chanel, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Thank you, Kyle, for having me. It's a privilege. Awesome. So um, can you give us like a, a, a brief background of the companies that you founded and the path that led you here today? Brief? Okay. Well, it doesn't have to be brief, but... <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. So... I founded Choice Wellness Company in 2015, and it was just really just a fluke. I, I would say I was in between jobs, and I, I'm in the health and wellness, population health, in the workplace, and that's all I've ever done, and that's what I enjoy. And I wind up calling a resource center, and I was like, I want to talk about the resources that you have for businesses and what that looks like. No clue what I'm doing. So I made this call and spoke for two hours and he got me signed up for this entrepreneurship program on the west side of Chicago. And I, I went through the process and got accepted and had a mentor. And from there, just taking classes and for being provided the resources from that community, community program, 18 weeks later, I have a business and I have a client. And I'm like, what? How did this happen? And, and that wasn't a, a thing for me. It was just like two months later, I'm, I'm in business. And it, it kind of came very, it came very natural the next step, I felt like. And it was pretty cool because I'm like, I don't really do too much. I do health and wellness. I had to remind myself, you do health and wellness. Like that's all you've done and that's what you do. So you can't say you don't do too much. And so the business, I, I had a fitness client at a school and we would teach fitness classes, yoga, kickboxing, weight training to the teachers after school. And I enjoyed that. And it was always doing that. And from there, we then went into, well, we got to have programs, but not everybody wants to do wellness. So let's talk about presentations and let's talk about employee engagement around health. And it just started to morph as people started to reach out and company. And I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the freedom of it. I enjoyed still doing what I could do on my terms. I enjoyed sending invoices. It was just fun. So I didn't see it as a job. And then it came to a point where I had to hire. And then I got nervous and I was like, how do I do that? What do I do? What do I have them sign? And through that program, they said, we have legal, we have legal um, assistance. And I said, really? So they got my legal assistance together and they created me all these documents that contractors have to sign and just went through the everything. And they just walked me step by step. And I just kind of like was holding their hand. They were like dragging me along and it all worked itself out. And here we are 20, 23 now. 
still doing, still have, you know, clients and just grateful that it's been a journey. That's cool. That's really, really cool. I think you might be one of the first ones like, I just kind of fell into the business. I mean, that's not true. Like, that's not true. People have fallen into the business, but like that, that's really, that was really interesting. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, it was de- definitely interesting to kind of fall into my business. I had a great mentor. My mentor was um, the founder of National Society of Black Engineers. And he founded that in like 1982 at Virginia University, just up the road. And um, he would just be like, you need to do this, 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 and this. And I said, okay. And I, and I, he, I would do everything he said. And sometimes I'm like, I'm not even doing this right now. And then a year or two later, I would go back in my notes and be like, we created this document. He and I did that. He told me I would need this. And I go back and get out the notes and all the resources. So it, it was just really a fun time morphing into this business. When you think about employer, you know, asking, can I afford workplace wellness programs? The real question is, can I afford to pay rising healthcare costs, especially now with all that has increased and with new mental health issues that have increased and just everything that is happening around us, the things that we cannot control. So, you know, there there's things that with Trace Wellness Company, we help with reducing healthcare costs. We help with employee productivity. We help with even identifying health risks that employees may have and not really realize. We help start the conversation. We know that the conversation of mental health, nobody wants to have that conversation. It, it's, you know, employers are comfortable about having that conversation. Employees are kind of like, I don't want them knowing my business. So no one's having the conversation. So let's have the conversation about these health topics that people might not be addressing um, on their own. And so we help with those types of, of engagement. And that's really what, you know, employees, they come to provide service and provide products but they're not thinking mostly about the health and wellness. That's a lot to think about, um, the health and wellness of employees. So we help with, hey, let's address some health and wellness. Let's start little, see what we can do, see how we can make some shifts, or maybe just consult and see what you already have going on and if it's beneficial to you and how we could just make it more engaging. I like to say we make it fun. We try to make it colorful and fun and not just go online and log in or go to the app. No, let's let's come to you. Let's join in your meeting. Let's have some some real discussion. That's great. That's totally great. Like, can you tell me practically kind of what that looks like? So like a potential client for you would be somebody that's like, hey, I'm interested in the health of wellness of my employees. And then they would kind of hire you on as a know, as a consultant in a sense? Is that, is that how it looks? Yeah. So for the larger companies, your, your bigger companies, maybe 5,000 employees or more, we're more of consulting. Um, they, they usually have something in place and just kind of like, let's look at, is this really beneficial or what can we add or where can we have some more dialogue around? So more so a consulting piece and we might be in there for maybe six months and just going through and looking at the absenteeism sheet 
or looking at the prescription med usage and just really address looking at all those medical type sheets of a company. With the smaller and medium sized company, it's a lot easier to address um, and just going in and saying, hey, let's do some assessments. Let's see where the need is. Let's see what your people are saying. Let's see how they're using their benefits. And then once we get to look at that, we can sit down with leadership, with HR, business owners and say, hey, these are where we see some risk and some issues at, which is, you know, in coordination with what you're saying, maybe it's just a lot of absenteeism. Let's try to work on, you know, the first year. We, we will be in there for like one to three years, definitely, because things don't happen overnight. So we'll sit down and we'll say, these are the objectives. These are the benchmarks that we want to reach. And we're going to focus on this specific chronic disease. Maybe it's blood pressure. And we sit down and program around blood pressure for the whole year. So blood pressure programming could include screening. It could include workshops. It could include food and nutrition demos or a chef. Um, it could include increasing physical activity as a whole and just putting in these, these processes to help an organization support someone who is struggling or uneducated about, hey, I got this blood pressure issue. I don't want to be on meds, but I don't know. Maybe if I lose five to 10 pounds, I could reduce my milligrams of meds. Um, and just providing different options that, again, if you're not in the health profession, you're just kind of oblivious to it. And just creating these small changes, behavior changes from an organizational standpoint, and then allowing the resources to help with the individuals who need to make the behavior changes at home. That makes tons of sense. And it seems, you know, I don't know any organization that couldn't use help or need that as well. So. Yeah. That, mm -hmm. So tell me a bit more about your journey. Like what made you kind of decide, you know, that you said that you kind of talked to somebody on the phone for a couple of hours and then you're kind of in this startup. Tell me about that decision point for you. Yeah, that decision point came when, you know, we work, we work hard. We go to work every day, Monday through Friday. And some of us enjoy it. Some of us, we do it because we love our families and we, we have to make a living. And, and it's like, okay, what is my passion? And I had to think about that. I was leaving one job uh, with a very large confectionery company and I was leaving that role. And I'm like, what do I want to do now? And I was traveling, going to different companies and it, it was fun. You know, it was just fun to meet new people. And I said, how do I continue this? What, what does that look like? And I was like, maybe I'll go back and get a different degree or, but what would that be in? And it was just, everything was unanswered. And I said, well, why don't I stay in what I'm in and continue to do the population health? I was, I was a great personal trainer, if I may say so, great health coach, great yoga instructor, could do all that. But that's from an individual standpoint. I really wanted to affect change in a large population. So you have different populations. You have African-American populations. They deal with diseases differently than your Indian cultures or differently than your Caucasian brothers and sisters. So just looking at that and being able to learn that, I said, you know what? I could start a business. 
whatever that looks like. Why don't I take all the skill sets I've learned and the programs I've created and the things that I've really enjoyed and seen other people benefit from and enjoyed and put it into a business. And that's where I had to make the call. I saw entrepreneurship. I couldn't even say the word. I couldn't even spell it at the time. And and here it was after I made that call. It was called Bethel New Life Entrepreneurship Program. And after just talking and they said, you know what? We have this program coming up in January. So from September leaving my job to January, I had filled out all the applications, submitted all the paperwork, did all the interviews, came up with a process of what I was familiar with based on my car, you know, job roles and said, this is what I want to do. This is the business that I want. I had a hard time explaining it initially um, because I couldn't even understand it myself. But as the few months rolled on, I think I got my first client within like two months. So I wasn't all the way ready, but I knew how to do my job. I knew how to do what they were asking me to. And so I said, okay, if you can get assistance with the, the foundation of things, you'll do your job well. You just need that assistance. And I think sometimes as business owners, we don't, entrepreneurs, the assistance sometimes might not be there, but when it is there, we need to take advantage of it. And know there's people who, they've been there before us. My mentor had already been there. I had great team around me and I just soaked it all in. And I had a girlfriend and she joined in. I, I had to pull somebody in with me because, you know, sometimes fear creeps in. And she was gracious enough to say, I'll do it with you. So she joined the eight, eight, 16 week class and we did it together. And she had her business of mentoring and tutoring. And I had my business, but it was the fact that she was in it with me. And from there, I think because I had that first client so quickly, I knew like this, this can happen. This is definitely doable. What it looked like in the future, I couldn't even tell you that. I just knew I was rolling with the flow of how things were moving and I was okay with that. And it ended here we are. That's great. That's awesome. That's wonderful. In this journey for you, what was kind of the biggest personal or professional test as you've kind of started your own business? The biggest personal test was believing in myself, believing that the skill sets I had acquired in school, I have a background in exercise physiology. And even though I was trying to run a business and had an exercise physiology background, it didn't take away from anything. So believing in myself and even when I knew like People don't want to exercise. That's the last thing on their list. That's the first thing to go when stress happens is health and wellness. And so just knowing that I'm standing up against that and hearing all the moans and groans, it was just like, you got to keep it going. You got to keep doing it because everyone has the gift of health. As long as you're healthy, you have something valuable. And that's something that Everyone's going to need that education, whether they think they want it or need it or not. I knew that they did. I knew that that was important. And so it was definitely, it's a service that we provide. It's not like a product we give out. It's a service. 
So then again, you're thinking like, well, when people don't hit them goals the first four weeks, they're disappointed and upset and then they don't want to do it anymore. So believing in myself, keeping it going no matter what was happening and networking. That was another big thing that I didn't have to do in my corporate standing. I didn't need to network. I had the job. I just went in, introduced myself. The role was provided for me. So networking became one of those things as an entrepreneur. I couldn't sit behind a computer and just hope that people would see my business or I couldn't just talk about it and hope that people would like, oh, we're going to bring her in. Oh, no, you got to go and build the relationship and be consistent about it and say hello. And you got to get there before the meeting starts, not once the meeting starts, casually walking in all cool. It, it, was, it was a lot to learn and to get comfortable with and just talking about my business and and then talking to other people about their health needs. Um, you know, that's kind of personal. People have to trust you to want to share. And who is this talking about my weight management, like the nerve of her. And so it it was just, those were some of the things starting off that I had no clue about. And like, why do I keep coming to these meetings? Nothing ever happens. And then once I get the cards, you have all these business cards in her hand. And I'm happy I got all these business cards, but now you got to follow up. Now you're going to make those calls and send those emails and schedule the appointments and do that work and keep hitting it and keep hitting it. So those were things that for me were new. I had to learn those things um, as as I went and progressed into the business, get comfortable with it, be comfortable with negotiating. I joined Toastmasters like a year late. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. I joined it for, you know, the leadership and speaking. Um, because I was very just, I didn't have, I was like a fish out of water. So how do I get better? How do I um, be my best self? You know, I started to input into my Toastmasters learning and understanding how to work the role and create these presentations to sell. Um, So it, it was quite different being in the entrepreneurship role where before I was just an employee. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 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 That's great. That's, yeah, that's awesome. How do you fuel or inspire yourself? You know, specifically within, you know, entrepreneurship, within leading, it takes a lot of effort. Um, There's a lot of output. There's also a lot of high demands. And in both of those areas means that you can easily be depleted. Um, And thus why, you know, kind of, you know, people, uh, within the entrepreneurship realm, like burnout is not an atypical thing that happens just because of pace and the demands of what it takes to kind of start and run a business. Is there ways that you practically like inspire yourself, um, fuel yourself in a way that just kind of keeps you excited about what you're doing? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's I, I'm around other entrepreneurs. I really try to look for other entrepreneurs who might not be where I am and have a business idea. And I'm like, oh, you got this. Like, let me connect you. Um, I, I keep a huge network of health professionals. But I also keep just a network of professionals that, what is your business? Because you never know who you run into and who 
might need that referral. I think that's huge is being able to make referrals for other people um, and not say, hey, great job. I love your business, but how can you really help? And and that's one of the things, you know, helping through and through, just not only helping with help, but helping in other people build their dreams and their businesses and entrepreneurship, because it's definitely been a blessing to me. It's definitely helps with my finances, help with how I see people and deal with people and talk to people. Um, that has definitely fueled me to be able to be of help to other people. And then also being strategic about how I engage my, my day. I bury the morning, I'm up, I gotta get my own exercise in, I gotta get my own self together for the day. I want to do my meditation. I, I keep a very strict regimenting it slow for my day, um, which keeps me on point because as an entrepreneur, it's not, it, it goes, it goes everywhere, um, you know? And, and sometimes I could be in a leadership meeting, a board meeting with another organization. And, and then I could be dealing with children, young, young adults. And I try to stay in my health field, um, which which has many branches, but it's definitely one of those things of being regimented, being prepared um, for my events, you know, making sure I'm not the last hour trying to get everything printed and do my work like this should all be done. I should have a level head. Um, that's where I see myself thriving because it's checking off. You're ready for your event. You're at your best. And then you're ready for the next thing and not just trying to figure it out at the last hour. Yep. 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 That makes tons of sense. Last last couple of questions here as we finish up our time. You know, what have you learned, say, the most as your evolution as a founder um, and as a CEO? Like, you know, when you think about kind of all that you've learned what are some like important lessons that you've learned, learned along the way? To continue to persevere. I've definitely, perseverance is one of those things because it's easy to sit on your do nothing and do nothing. And, and when you don't have clients calling you and hitting up your email inbox, you still have to persevere. Um, and then the one thing I've learned is how to sometimes take what my idea is and not just be stone cold on my idea. Sometimes it's how do I take what I have to make better what you have so that I can you, and then in turn, it keeps me moving. It keeps me generating different and new ideas and ways that like the world is transitioning in this social media world and being able to be flexible Definitely flexibility and giving myself some grace um, has been some is has been key. And meeting and just meeting people, um, I didn't want to meet the people, but you gotta meet the people and you gotta go out there and you gotta say hi, um, even when you won't want to. You have to bring energy. You have to bring your A game all the time. Even if you just feel like, I'm going to just run out here, no big deal. Like, bring no A game all the time. Um, 
And and whenever you have the opportunity, share. Share what you learn. Share with other people. I love promoting other people's businesses. That's huge for me. Referrals, sharing posts on Facebook and LinkedIn, um, just because it might not be my thing, but it fits into the health and wellness aspects of things. So let me share what you have. And we all together. I love it. I love it. That's great. If you were, if you were to like imagine somebody that's like, hey, I'm thinking about starting a business or they're just kind of like out of school and kind of want to, you know, they're contemplating, you know, starting their entrepreneurship journey. Like what, like what advice would you give them um, as they're starting out? What would be like important things that you would instill into them? I would ask them, get them a mentor. Who, who do they know? First, who do you know and what made you start this business? Why? And can we connect to why you want to start this business? And let's see, you know, let's make some calls. I think sometimes they have the idea and they don't make the calls. They might have it all written out in their head. They they have everything they might share, but they haven't really made the calls. They haven't t- taken the jump and jump in and let's go. How can I help you? And I'll give them a list of people like you need to call this person. You need to call this person. And I'm going to make this email introduction for you. And they're just kind of look at me like, oh, OK. And then and then we make calls and we send texts and I say, make sure you get with them. And so now they have a responsibility to follow up with these people. But that to me is, is like in, in my position now to say, that's a great, I'm happy you want to be an entrepreneur. Well, let me take it a step further. Let me make a call for you. And you're in embroidering or you're into trying to see how to lower your costs. Let me make a call for you. And let me get you on the phone with somebody who's been doing what you're doing. And then you guys have that discussion and, and get them excited because I think when they stay together and they're with the people who are doing what they're doing and they're successful, they can see themselves. And I think it's important that people can see themselves. So I would definitely recommend you need to connect with a group of people who do what you do and are, and are excited about what they're doing so they can excite you even more. Yeah, yeah, that's great. And it seems like, um, you know, you've said one, the first thing that you said was you need to be mentored, but then you quickly said, I mean, you didn't, you didn't officially say it, but it's like, I mentor people like I mentor starting entrepreneurs. Like I help them get going, you know, unofficially or officially you're like, Hey, let's, let's get you going. You know? Exactly. I didn't think about it, but that's exactly what, <laughs> what I do. And, and it just comes with the territory of being a leader and a CEO, you have to be able to mentor all, everyone who comes in. We, we partner with a college here locally, Wabash College, and we take on students. And it's just introducing them to the world of business and etiquette and, and things that you're going to need this in life. You might not be interested in health, but you have to be able to go out there and hold a conversation um, that's more than just only what you like. And so, you know, just how to 
finagle in, in those conversations. So yeah, I definitely believe that mentorship and it's going to help you as an individual, but as an entrepreneur or as a startup, you have to be around those people who can fuel you um, so that you, you get that leverage and that energy and that push for it. That's great. Chanel, if people wanted to contact you, what's the best way to do that? Send me an email. Send me an email at cwchealth at choicewellnesscompany.com. And we're on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, IG, and our hashtag is CWCHealth. They can contact me there. We're working on our website, just working on rebranding some things. But definitely the email address is, is a quick response and definitely social media. I get to kind of monitor that a lot and I get to see all those inboxes so we can be found there as well. Awesome. Well, Chanel, I uh, can't thank you enough for being on the show with us. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Thank you for the opportunity to talk about Choice Wellness Company and talk about where I've been and where I've come from. It's always humbling to think about it again because would I do it again? Hell yeah. I'm ready. To- <laughs> oh, yeah. We got other businesses that need to be made. We got, you know, so yes, I will absolutely do it and encourage anyone out here who's thinking about it to do it. Reach out if you need a mentor. You got my email address. But I'm, yeah, very excited. Thank you. Thank you for listening to today's interview. To view show notes or hear more episodes, please visit www.savagetosage.com.